0: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music
2: Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter Ryan Warner from Columbus, Ohio taught himself how to play guitar in 1996. He went on to minor in classical guitar for a year at the University of Toledo. Besides the guitar, Ryan also plays banjo, harmonica, and percussion, and enjoys writing and singing songs as well. Ryan has a new Americana-themed project on the way, and we talk about that as he joins me for this next edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank
2: you. Thank you very much. Glad to get a chance to catch up with you. Talk to you about what's going on in your music world. You are in um, Columbus, Ohio, is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm in Columbus, Ohio.
2: All right, good deal. Is that uh, where you've been your whole life?
1: No, I, I'm uh I play music in Fleet, Ohio. So, not
2: too far away, but uh, I'm a little bit shelf now. Yeah, okay. Um, I was reading over some of the. Uh, some of your notes, and you uh, started playing guitar in '96 as a as a youngster. When when did that start for you?
1: Uh my mom, uh, freshman year in college, I think the guy I worked for in the, during the summertime gave me his old guitar. Okay. So I started I started learning playing, and that's what I would do in the dorm room in between classes.
2: Yeah. And then uh, uh, went on to college from there, right? To study a little bit.
1: Yes, that study, um It took a while. <laughs> Seems like every every time I uh, started getting into school, I would start making headway in the music scene, and uh, we would play like you know three, four, five nights a week, and then I would eventually not go to class very often. Okay. But um, but you know, I, it was fine.
2: It was all fun, yeah, yeah um, when when did uh, when did songwriting when did that part of it come in for you?
1: Songwriting came in I think pretty early, but not it didn't manifest itself until probably about five years later, six years later. Um, I had a bunch of friends that were poets. So uh-huh. I would go to these open mic nights. Okay. And read poetry and stuff like that, and um, I started figuring out that, besides guitar music, the one thing that drew me to music was the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and if the lyrics weren't very good, you know, it didn't really hold my attention. Right. Um, so, I think I was playing in a band with about four other people at the time, and I was just starting to write songs, and we didn't play any of them. They weren't very good. Um, but after we broke up, I went to live in this place called the uh, College Art Center, and I lived alone, and I started writing um, a lot of songs. So, actually, a couple of the songs are on will be on the new album I have coming up here at the end of the month.
2: Okay, awesome. So, um, yeah, and what what? Um... What what were your musical influences along the way? What what kind of style do you uh, uh, did you did you morph into? What what's your favorite thing to play, and and what influenced that?
1: Well, my my all my, my time favorite is, is um, the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Okay. Um, even even today, like Grateful Dead, hands down. And I think it's really because the mesh storytelling lyrics with improv jam you know, jazz, country, blues, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, all that stuff is joined in there. Um, as I started making other friends outside of, you know, the people I play music with, i knew DJs. Um, I knew a bunch of punk rocker kids. Um, so all that became influencing me. Um, you know, I was really big into, I, I love Rancid, uh, the punk band Rancid. Um... And I started figuring out that a lot of his, you know, all his songs, on a piece of guitar. Oh, cool! With the lyrics, okay. And um, a lot of those are just like C, F, and G songs. Yeah. Um, there's no distortion in that, and then you have you know punk rock, but if you take it all away and play a little different approach, you have like a folk or bluegrass song. I'll, I'll, so, um, yeah. you know, the more the more music I listen to. Um, it may not show up in the music, but it definitely plays a part in the music.
2: Uh-huh. When you when you kind of reinterpreted some of those songs, did you get a chance to play them out for other people?
1: You know, sometimes we did. Um, I, was, I was just recording um, a Jane tradition song, Ben Cosy Feeling." Um, yeah, here in my house. Yeah. So and I made I made a bluegrass song out of it. Oh, cool. chords and everything. Um, and then this week I was sitting at home. I forget what magazine I was looking at online. And they talked about um, you know, Molly Tuttle, her album came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't that a real with her before. But, so I, I get it because I have a feeling she's playing some dead songs because of the title. Um and she does. She, she plays a rancid song, I like, think, track seven, perhaps, huh. and then following up is a, is a Grateful Dead song. Okay.
2: And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is phenomenal,
1: like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I totally love it, like, so.
2: And you you play other instruments as well, right? You're Not just guitar.
1: Um, I play some a little banjo, harmonica, um. I used to play bass. I had I had that soul in front of me, so I'm not even sure where it's at right now. Um, and then some hand, hand percussion stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but did mostly, you? I'm mostly familiar with, with guitar.
2: Did you play any of those instruments on on your recordings?
1: Yeah, I play all of them. So on the recording, I play um, guitar, rhythm lead, and harmonica. Okay. Um, I didn't bust a band you on in this session, but um, you know, maybe next album that's coming up. Yeah. Okay. Know,
2: and so you you have a new project um, that you're you're still working on, right? It's not quite ready to come out.
1: Not quite. It's all recorded. It's all over. Um, the guy, he, he's mastering it right now, and I have two tracks back right now. Okay. Um, maybe twelve total. So, he said it should be done by the end of this week.
2: And do you have a title for it yet?
1: Um, yes, I do.
2: Um, One that we're sharing yet, or is it? Is it not, are we not sharing that yet? <laughs>
1: no, I had to find it because I didn't realize it like this. Um, the, title, the title of it is called Young Skin Heart. Okay. Uh, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense as it is, but... Um, that's also
2: a song on the album, and and, um, and that that is uh, tell tell us that again.
1: Young skin heart.
2: Young skin heart. Okay. Uh,
1: so basically, what that's about is um, when I first got married in my life, it was the, the youngness that we both felt mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. um, You know, think of the line of two, but we're going on six. Um, Even to this day, like you know, I'm, I'm thinking. 43 now, but we're still big kids. Mm-hmm. We still like to play and be creative, and, um, you know, that doesn't change at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's the whole point of that song, is um, people that are getting older by year, but um, they refuse to grow up,
2: basically. Yeah, okay. And the the flavor of this record is going to be along the lines of the Americana Grateful Dead kind of feel?
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even though I uh, listen to all kinds of stuff, um, that's, that's a style that comes out of me. Yeah. Um, which I find great for, you know, telling stories or lyrical
2: yeah. endeavors
1: yeah. or... And plus, I just like playing sometimes really fresh like, yeah, like this guitar.
2: Now, are all of these original?
1: Yes, they are. Yeah, they're all original. Um, Eleven of them, no, I'm sorry, ten of them have lyrics... One, oh, one is a, is a, uh, instrumental. Okay. And, um, the other one is, it's instrumental, it's finger picking on a guitar, and with lead guitar to top. Um, I started writing these songs, maybe two years ago, and I, I got this, I got a band new guitar. And for some reason, I picked the not sound right on it. I started finger picking all this stuff and all all these huh. classes from University of Toledo I used to I spent time as a uh, classical guitar writer. So you all came back. And I started writing songs that where more like I, if, if the Grateful Dead was in like you know, started doing finger picking um no lyrics. Okay. So it really opened up um I see big improv jams I have with myself. Hmm. Huh. So, um, I
2: have about eight or nine of those written right now, and I put about one or two on an album. So. And I, I read where you, um, actually like writing songs, uh, that don't have lyrics, right?
1: Yeah, no, I, I like writing both, but, um, Sometimes, you know, I get, I get up about 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, mostly every day. So it's really nice to sit here with a cup of coffee or something and just start finger-picking and see what happens. And um, you, you know, you capture the emotion of, of whatever I'm feeling or mm-hmm. of, the, of the room or whatever. And, uh, you know, you can jot things down. And then just kind of, you know, I'm not one... Similar to the Grateful Dead, I don't like to play songs the same way twice.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Um, so that so these improvs, kind of improv jams, and the chord structure stays the same, but um, you know I'm afraid of, to to add new. To do what I want within those confines, make up a, a a part that goes in the middle here, a part that goes in the middle here. Um, the song that's on, the, on this album coming out is called Coffee with Lincoln and Maya which I wrote up in Canada, and uh, I probably recorded this song at least 10 times. And hmm. They're all, they're all, like, it's the some parts of the song, but they all sound completely different uh, when they record, like, all together. Um, you know, that, I think it's a, a fun way to play and it's interesting to um, capture the moment of of writing and then re-recording it.
2: Now, are you doing so, these in your own studio, home studio?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, I record, record here. I've always done that. Um, and with technology, we got a little bit better, I think. So um, I record here that I just send him over to uh, the guy that I have who mashes them for me and mixes them for me.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: And then he gets them back whenever he has time.
2: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And when you get to play these out, do you um, go out solo, or do you have a, a group that you work with when you play live?
1: Um, I had a group. I've had, I've had various groups. Um, right now, i um, solo. Um, and I think I don't you know what's good-looking shows. Right now am in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, I played one two weeks ago. And I was outside in a parking lot.
2: Okay. Um, solo gig.
1: That was for, yeah, the solo gig. Um, I think there's like three or four bands, and it was for a, uh, it was for a storage, like Halloween party. So we were outside. Um, but that was the first time I played um, here in Columbus, so just has been a whole lot out there. Yeah, it's
2: been tough on everybody.
1: Yeah. But, um, but I figured, you know, this is the time now to pull out a bunch of songs, everything I've written, and just start laying it down into the into the studio-type deal and get it recorded.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, um, this this will be coming out, hopefully, in November, and then probably in January I'll start back doing it again, and ha- I'll have songs for the next album yep. I'll so.
2: Yeah, okay. So just turn right around and do it again.
1: Yeah, might as well.
2: Yeah. I think I read where you're also, uh, you're into art, photography, it's not just music, right? There's other things you do in the creative world?
1: Yes, correct. Um, yeah, I started out being a, a painter. Um, oh, cool. So, so I would paint in between, uh, I was with my bass player and my uh, singer at time. And I moved we home, I would just paint. And I was so big into that and design work, and uh, then I got into photography, so today, I still do uh, uh, photography. Um, I do web design. But, um, you know, for the past couple of years, I've been, I've been been drawn back to writing, and I finally realized that, you know, I don't really have to, to write books or um, that sort of material. I have all these songs that I've written, and I just keep doing that. Um, so I think it's, it's a perfect... One of my perfect mediums, I think it isn't combining lyrics with with music. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, yeah. It seems like there's a good synergy there, even between the the imagery that you create, matching that up with some of your songs as well. Do you do you do the artwork for your for your uh, CDs? Yes, yes,
1: I do um, all that stuff. I have to go. And this week, I have to, to lay out the inside of the jacket. For the um, CD cover and then the back cover as well, but the front one's all done. Um, you know, all that stuff. All this stuff I find it. I I love doing that work. It's phenomenal work to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. We started out back when I was in my twenties. We would do albums at home. We didn't have computers or fingers um, then, so we would we um Oh, she we can get a bunch of magazines and cut out stuff and we make flyers and get a Kinko's and mm-hmm. print those out, um, print it print the album covers out and they're all do black and white or uh, the cheapest way to do it.
2: Yeah. Um so Yeah, I don't it's been a long way since then. I I don't think the young generation because uh, 'cause I've done that too and I, I don't think the young generation appreciates the art form of um Clip and paste, and and then you know stealing from from uh, uh, type from magazines and newspapers, and yep. and cutting out little portions of a picture and making a different picture. You know, and I, I'm not sure if that type of art form has a particular style, but. Uh, I'm a little bit older than you, and I remember being in college, and that that was that was the way to make a a show poster for a, a bar gig somewhere. You know, is to kind of that that clip That's and right. clip and paste, and then you know run fifty copies off at Kinko's, black and white, and stick them all over the place. Um, yeah, I remember but, like trying to scrounge like five,
1: five 10 dollars up, and you know me and whoever else would get in the car and Kinko's and do it, and then we would. Just drive around all the places and put them up all the coffee shops in town and put them up and yeah, top by the
2: and playing that. Put them up there. Yeah, I, I miss that art form. Everybody's using uh, Photoshop now or something like that. You know, it's uh, it's more clean and polished. But there's there's something kind of cool about that um, that messiness of that clip and paste. And you see the you see the shadow lines when the copies run off and all that kind of craziness. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So you've, yep, you've released yep. a couple singles, is that right?
1: Um, I released an uh, in EP. I'm uh, oh, sorry, an EP last year. Okay. Um,
2: but but no singles EP, from this new new record yet.
1: N- nothing yet. Okay. Um, EP I released last year. See, I did I, I think I did all myself. I, I didn't have anyone helped me with it or, or mastered it or, you know, mix it and stuff. I did everything. But um, I realized at the end of it that writing the songs, and you know, the lyrics and music and all the guys, you don't know playing to play them all and record it all, and then trying to finish it up, um, I didn't i didn't really have a train to know if I was reading about songs have to be at a, at a certain level for radio play and stuff like that. mm mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if I had, if I achieved that or not.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Um, I, I made a lot of recordings, you know, throughout the years, and most of them pretty low-fi. Um, so this one, I, I want to make sure that it wasn't a low-fi recording It was day. You know, legitimate recording mm-hmm. that was finished off by someone other than myself for once. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so cool. far, I can
1: tell a little bit difference, but um, it, sounds, it sounds good what I've heard so far. Yeah. Um, and just to have somebody else's ears and, and their mind, like, listen to a new song on the tracks and then rearrange it, how they see it, um, is pretty good. Yeah. I, I like
2: how that works yeah. out, so. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, the new record is Young Skin Heart, and uh, you think it's going to be out sometime uh, by the end of the month, and... Um, People want to listen to it. Want to get in touch with you? What's the best way to do that?
1: Um, it's going to be on all the streaming services. Um, so, Apple, Spotify, you um, can play music, whatever it is. Um, whatever else is out there, I think you know, I think three, four different ones. It'll be on.
2: And your website?
1: Um, my website is Ryan Warner Music.
2: Dot com ryanwarnermusic.com we'll yep
1: yep okay and I have I'm going to get um, physical copies made as well yeah so
2: so they can purchase that from you from the website or from the yeah other, okay
1: good deal mm-hmm.
2: good well thank you Ryan enjoyed talking with you and certainly wish you well with this new project
1: well thank you so much
2: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.
0: Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs. It's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it. And my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to brawl a pole saw. A year ago, I didn't even know pole saws existed. And now i got to borrow one from Ted? What is happening? Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.
1: Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. Eight billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall, subject to change.
0: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football